Certainly see it. It's good enough, Diane. Is it good enough, Bill? It'll pass. It'll pass in a, in a, you know, if it's inspected, people will, won't know that it's forged. <laughs> I think we'll get across the border safely. But we got to leave right now. Okay. We can't okay. wait. we got to leave now. Well, what are we going to do about the show, then? Well, we'll just have to uh, say, it's 8.32 a.m. Saturday, May 28th, uh, 2022. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. Oh, man. Ooh. You're trying to show off? No, I was trying to show on. <laughs> so it's kind of a gray. I was sitting upstairs looking out the window. Rain was dripping off the maple leaves outside my window. Like a little meteor showers, you know. And you could kind of, if you kind of softened your focus, it just kind of, you could see this little, it was like music falling from all these different maple leaves onto the leaves below and then onto the leaves below that and stuff like that. And you yes, know. maple leaves are up by your window now. I think uh, it might have been some kind of a flashback experience. <laughs> um, yes, I do have maple leaves outside my window and it's uh, something that I celebrate uh, with every breath. And it's interesting because you were singing about, will our singing make the, the green rise again? You know? So right. I, I've always thought that you enchanted that tree into being. That tree is the child of the tree that was there before it. And so it's 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 a. Uh, it knows that you love it. Not that I don't think I have anything to do with it. I think trees live by different equations than anything we could even think of. I'm just having this fanciful moment. I know. So am I. I was just participating in the fanciful moment. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. It, it, it obstructs my view of the people coming and going next door, but that's all right. I don't mind that. It gives me cover. <laughs> You know, once in a while I'll be sitting there, you know, especially at night, and I'll look up and the guy in the window in the window across from me is looking at me. You know. <laughs> you know. Hi there. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's it's kind of far away, you know. So it's not like that he could see that I was ex- assembling an explosive device, but I mean, <laughs> you know, it does give me kind of give you pause there for just a moment, don't you think? But other than that, I'd say. It's been a resonant week here in uh, uh, Lake Abundance and uh, full of little pockets of adventure, wouldn't you say? I would say so too. Yeah. I think that probably the thing that is most uh, present in our minds this morning is our time last evening with Mr. Bill Woolham, the one and only. It was, like, was, it, was, so it, was, it was like having a celebrity in the house. Wasn't well, it, it is. Yeah, I know. He's, he's a, a hero in this he's household. He's a celebrity. He is a hero in this household. And it's nice. And he seemed, you know, when he got he seemed to immediately relax, which I thought was... Uh, well, that's why I said pull up the ottoman if you want, you know, oh, yeah. because I thought... Uh, well, he'd been traveling well, that's what and, I... and visiting for most of the last 36 hours. And, uh, yeah, I think he deserved a rest. Yeah, I did too. he had a great too. time. It's funny because all of our thoughts that maybe we might take him down to the Edmonds waterfront, I looked at him in the chair and I thought, nah, nah it's not going to happen. Even the idea of him going shopping with us and stuff like that, yeah. kind of went, well, that's all right, you know. He's earned his rest, as have we all. 
And it's interesting that now our our go-to meal for people seems to be that vegetable soup. Oh yeah, well, because I feel like we usually have a lot of it around. Yeah, and, and it's but because know. we've been doing that, it makes the instead of making the the dinner about the food and, and the, the preparation yeah, and, all, and the all the presentation, yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's just hanging out in a humble abode with our bowl of soup and crust of bread the crust of bread and the conversation is what's happening although that crust of bread was mighty good crust good. yeah <laughs> we, we splurged and ate, ate a loaf of rosemary bread last night from the essential baking company yeah. man i have always loved that bread it's good bread crusty on the outside it's like and, cake yeah it is it's nowadays, like bread cake it, nowadays it tastes like dessert it does, it really does. <laughs> yeah. and you know i didn't put anything on it I didn't either. Yeah. I put nothing on that bread. Yeah, and you can really taste it. It's really nice. It's nice to have liberated our taste buds to the point where we can actually, or maybe it's just my, uh, you have caused my taste buds finally. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. To leave their adolescence behind and become mature adults. Ah, ham and eggs. And actually <laughs> be discerning about things and be able to tell the subtle differences in the energy of the foods as they walk across their heads i just like it because it takes everything out of a a feeling of i've got to prepare this thing into just being with your guests and truly enjoying their company bingo Bingo. i think one of the things that was the most fun about last night was the music the music we decided um well first we were talking about the fact that this is Folklife Festival weekend. And, you know, I must state a debt of gratitude to Folklife because it it launched my whole life. But but the funny thing was that when I was talking about Folklife, I was saying that the reason I first went to Folklife was because of this folk rock uh, mixtape that Cindy Clark, who I have often talked about this particular folk tape. Hi, Cindy. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Bill was saying, well, what did you... I think we were talking about the... uh, We were also talking about Richard Thompson. I don't know how it got onto that. And I said that he... That she had songs by Richard and Linda Thompson on there. And he said, oh, what songs were on there? And... So I pulled out my computer and started looking up because I can actually kind of piece together right. a great deal of that tape because you cassette. Probably because you that you listen to that cassette so many times. Yeah, and I haven't had you know it long ago left my possession. That's too um, bad. Could have digitized it for you. Oh man, well, but I think that um, sometimes a good mixtape exists by itself in the world. And you recall the experience of the mixtape, uh, you know, and you're used to that order of the songs, even if they're by different artists and stuff. Well, but I don't really remember the order, but I remember the songs because mm-hmm. they kind of stunned me. Yeah. And one of the the songs I first played for Bill was uh, Down Where the Drunkards Roll. And that started the whole thing. And because it, it, Bill was immediately in ecstasy. Yeah. yeah. Like you could just see the uh, 
and he was singing yeah. and and great. I and I said uh, so here's another song that was on that you know and so I just started going through all these songs and uh, we were talking in between about the songs and then he would say play this one you know and so we were I just love that me too and I was thinking it's I was even saying last night it reminds me of when we were young and how you would just sit around and listen to music with your friends yeah. and then talk about the songs but it's even easier to do now because you can play a song stop it you know on the computer and then talk about it and then say okay and here's another song and it was just such bliss it was pretty fun it was pretty fun we should we should do that sometimes we should just we could like trade back and forth it's your turn to you know like 10 songs or something and just i would love that well we kind of do that on saturdays that's why i yeah, i enjoyed maybe. saturdays but usually we're concentrating on one artist yeah and i'm talking about a separate event in our lives Diane. yeah there are there is a world that exists outside of the show i know you know that okay i do yeah so, yeah, well, it's just it. that when we were young, I, I think music played such a big part because of your... Because we were discovering it. We yeah. Were, we, it, was, it was entering our lives and, and making its uh, initial impressions on us, and it was vivid. And it remained, they, it re, that period of life remains vivid because there was so much new information being taken on at that point. I don't know. I remember yeah. just sitting and listening to albums. I mean, you know. He'd go over to Hicks's room. Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. On, in third floor Macmillan, Hicks had this great room. Ew, boy. Because he was an RA. That's good coffee. Well, that's how you even got to know yeah. Alan and Tim, yeah, right? It was, was because of the music was coming out of, of the, being of played out into your... Heavy Horses was playing. And I, yeah. they, had been, I had, they had both been in the poetry writing workshop with me that spring, but I hadn't really, we hadn't really buddied up. I mean, we would say hi walking across campus. And I knew that they lived over there and... And that was when they were living in the theme dorm, Akili. And then one day when I heard the song Rover off of Heavy Horses, first song on side two of Heavy Horses, I said, that's it. I got up, I walked out my door, walked across the little, the little uh, lawn between the two dorms, knocked on the door, said, what is this music? I must know. Yes. Inquiring minds yes. must know. And we've been friends ever since. It was Timmy and Alan. And they had taken the corner dorm room and turned it into their music room and put both of their beds into the smaller room next door. And it was the summertime. And we were all living on campus in the summer, which was a very, it was kind of like very uh, free-form lifestyle. It's very strange. I did that too. I, yeah. I was the, at the campus in too. the summertime. Is just it was like wilderness or something. There just wasn't that much activity compared to when the when during the school year, and so it was, you get to have a completely different experience of the landscape. It was great. I always thought that I would go back home every summer because yeah. I would miss my parents so much, and and I did miss my parents, but it just felt odd to come home. Yeah. Um, after I came home the first summer, and then after that, I I uh, took summer classes and worked yeah. during the summer. So 
Yeah. I was trying to remember how I ate. I don't know if there was food service available in the summer. There, what? there was. I mean, that's what I worked as, as a dishwasher. Yeah. I mean, so I don't they, know about so they, Whitworth, but I would think so. Okay. I, I used to. It must have been do because I because I don't remember. I mean, there was no way to prepare food. Yeah. In the dorms, I mean, there was one kitchen downstairs, but it was not very well equipped or anything. And speaking of the college days, yeah. it reminds me of something that that. Bill was saying yesterday that really, you know, he's the one that had said the famous, your ego is shattered and aren't you lucky, that phrase. And then yesterday he said something that really affected me too, which was, I have a friend who is is retiring, Uh, another friend of his is retiring also, and she's so worried about how she ends it all. And he said... But the ending of things, it isn't what you're going to remember. You know, the the thing that you remember are all sorts of other memories of within that. And we were talking about the fact that we don't really remember when we're thinking about college. We don't think about the graduation, um, the culmination of that. And, and that really hit me because I am in, the, I'm going to be having... A retirement Zoom party next Friday, Friday. Yeah. and uh, and it's been kind of a a strange period of my work life because, uh, as you mentioned before, I'm not planning for something, and that's always been what I do right. is plan for the next, the next while I'm in the work. That's odd. But the other thing that's odd is work is being taken kind of away from the action and into just pure training and and uh, writing up protocols and stuff like that. Which, to tell you the truth, I'm not. I'm the. Not I like idea. I like the action part. Right. I don't really like the, you know. And I am very good at record keeping. That's but I. I'm just kind of slogging through this last little bit, and then I've had some distasteful tasks that I've had to work on that I didn't want to work on. You know, it's sort of like the complex, icky stuff that I've had to do. Yeah, you're kind of being put out in the slops. (laughs) Yeah. uh, It seems like as you're you're being marginalized, the margins are not very pretty. Yeah. So That's where everybody yeah. throws everything but they don't know I don't think I'm going to be with. remembering this time <laughs> in my career. But but the funny thing is that there is a really wonderful part of this time which is that I've been hearing from different people that I worked with who have heard that I'm retiring. Yeah. Um throughout my career and um people that I don't work with anymore and the things that they have written have truly, truly touched me to my core. Um, Partially because, you know, for somebody to write you a letter is, uh, it always takes effort on their part. And uh, for two of the people who wrote me, I actually wrote to them first, you know, and told them what it meant to me because you know, when we're talking about remembering a period of your life, the 
times that I remember in work are these incredible people who inspired uh, sort of a, I'm going to say, a quest between us that was interdisciplinary, you know, that we weren't in the same departments, but we all had a similar desire to do something that would help the university bureaucratically and help other people. And that's who I've been hearing from is some of those people that I have worked with in these amazing groups. So, um, wait a minute, when did I go to Bastyr? That was last week? Was that? Yeah. yeah, And we had talked about the Bastyr trip. All right. Well, Katie was one of those people that I met through a very, you know, she worked for the graduate school. And so I had met her through this. And then she introduced me to the two people that uh, I wrote to and who wrote back to me. Um, And one of the women said that that group was the best. Was the highlight of her. Was the highlight of her working life. And a lot of it was the people that were involved. And she said, man, if I could have kept us together just to do projects together and, you know, have the ideas the way flowing the way that they did. And and it's really true. When yeah. you've got a group like that, that you're not even doing... I mean, this was an auxiliary thing. Yeah. I, it was sort of like uh, something we were doing out of the kindness of our hearts because we certainly weren't getting any recognition from our departments, you know, for yeah. it. Um you're talking about the the uh, the group that did the training the, grants. The training grant yeah. website. Yeah. Um, See, but yeah, I wonder. I don't know. If, since you're out in the slops, at this time, those kind of those kinds of messages coming to you remind you of the best of your of your life at a time where you're not experiencing it anymore. Yeah. So well, it's but it be also especially resonant because of that. It, it is resonant because of that, but it's also resonant because another person that I heard from that whose email really touched me was a woman that I supervised for at least a decade. Um, and she was basically saying that she wouldn't be where she was in her life if it hadn't been for me because I advocated for her and... Um, furthered her career and I did that very purposefully and the reason why it really touched me is not just that she wrote it but to remember that when you could get yourself outside of yourself and be thinking about the people that you were working with and helping them rise in the system as well as yourself um, I just it makes me think of all the people who did that for me and um, I'm getting emotional just thinking about those people. The people who were there at various points of your life to basically say, you're doing great, and I know you're going to do better. And I mean, I still remember this woman when I first started at uh, the university in oceanography. Her name is Ellen Gotts. And I just love that woman. And she was uh, an assistant to the administrator. So she was not the administrator 
of the oceanography department, but uh, an assistant to her. And I still remember a conversation where she was talking to me and she said, uh, as you rise through the system, and she just looked at me very pointedly, she said, as you will. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things really stick with you. That all these people along the line were helping you get to the next point. Yeah. And I, you know, having Bill Woolham over last night, certainly he was that to you, yeah. right? Yeah. So there are all these people. And then it just, the reason why I get emotional about it is to think I got to be one of those people for someone else. And that is so important to me to have been that for someone else because I think about those it's almost like there's these star bright people in your life that they were your guiding you know like the north the north star or something that you could guide and navigate through their power in your life and uh, certainly there are certain people in my life that I will always think of with that. Nancy Shaw is one of them. Uh, you know, there there are people that you just feel like, I want to be like that person. And, and that person took you under their wing and they helped you be that. So that's why, uh, you know, more than just the compliments, you know, to you. Yeah. When you get a an email that you know is from someone's heart, and that they're stating that you were like, you were that to them, like some of these people were to you. You feel that that cycle of life that is flowing through you, you know? It's nice because it's like a, I don't think people have enough time anymore to uh, get perspective on things, you know? Or maybe it's the younger people haven't, we haven't taught them how to step back to get perspective on things in life. And I think communication like that at this point in your career gives those people an opportunity in a, in a uh, work life that has just become kind of in, at war, going at warp speed all the time. Um, gives them a chance to stop and take a breath and really think about something from a zoom out a little bit. I don't know. I don't think there's enough of that going on. Well, I don't even think there's enough mentorship going on anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because people are getting disconnected from each other. It at, in my point of view at the, uh, in just the teams I've been working with, of course the pandemic didn't help. Mm -hmm. Um, because I was even thinking, as I was working on some of this very painful stuff this week, it was not, uh, and it was partially because there's no connection between the, the people who are approving and, you know, my whole work life has been about forming community. And now it is almost impossible to do that uh, with some of the networking at these levels. It's almost like they're saying, no, you cannot do that with us. I mean, they've even said in some of the their emails, don't bother to write any 
uh, thanks and your um, tickets because the, the these representatives know that you're thankful. And I thought, really? Really? It's going to take them so much time to drag their eyes across, I thank you so much for this. You know, I, I feel like... Uh, it's just it's just a waste of time. It's a, to, to take them away from their from their what they're supposed to be doing, kind of thing. But so. that's the thing that I I feel is uh, sad if that's happening because I feel like the whole way that I I dealt with my working life was having these wonderful interactions with all sorts of offices that right. it was you would you would start having little conversations with people on the phone and um, when you were asking for how to do something and you'd be joking around about something and laugh and you make each other laugh. That was precious to me. And Well, I think human so, beings need that. In yeah. Order, and just for content, contentment's sake. And if you want people to be happy in their jobs, you're going to have to find a way to include that in it and make it less all about the task. Well, and that's why I was going to say that I realized as we were, as I was doing this this week, that that right now it's sort of like you've got all the pain of the work and none of the joy because the joy came from being in the same office and having uh, potlucks. And I mean, that was even what, one of the things that the the woman I used to supervise wrote in yeah. her email was that she said all these wonderful qualities I had and at the very end she said and you you threw a top notch potluck you know and it was because I did a lot of fun things right and uh, as did my uh, when I was in ABC the thing that tipped me over the edge that I wanted to work for ABC was going to their potluck and seeing how everybody was interacting with each other. And Shelly just put on a top-notch potluck too. And it was fun and thematic and silly and people were laughing. And and now, because we're all working from home, yeah, there's a lot of good things about that. I, You know, it, it certainly kept us safe. But you don't have that um, that yeah, you're not breathing the same air and, and yeah and, and occupying and the feeling, same space. feeling what's what other people are doing and and uh, knowing that they've got an arc to their day. I mean, I certainly still have that with one of my colleagues because we check in with each other all the time. But yeah. my the other people in my team, I don't know what they're up to or how they're feeling. So. Anyway, it's it's just been a very interesting, reflective time for me, uh, mostly because of receiving these emails. And I don't know, it's, um, it's so interesting, even our whole arc of our week, because I had sort of these things that were bothering me about having to do this work, but knowing, I mean, I kept it in front of me, I've only got, when I get back to work, I've only got 22 days left of working days. And so it's going to slip by in a blink of an eye, you know. But I was thinking, having Bill over and enjoying just listening to music, and um, there was something so completely relaxing about it. 
and him sitting in the in the armchair with the ottoman up and and uh, just looking like he was totally blissed out too you know yeah. it just reminded me of how much fun uh, simple things can be yeah. and anyway the whole conversation of this started with him saying the end of things isn't what you're going to remember yeah. and and I absolutely agree because other than this, you know, what I'm talking about getting, um, quite frankly, loving emails from some of the people at the U. Right. Other than that, I don't think I'm going to remember this time. I won't want to, yeah. you know, it's yeah. not, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not the golden moments right. of my career. Not the most productive time, not the most engaged time, not the, but it's, it seems appropriate almost in some kind of, in a sick sort of way, um, as an exit little narrow hallway that you walk out to crash through that last door into the bright sunlight of what is beyond. And, and Bill was saying it's like the Buddhist um, monks who do those beautiful sand, sand paintings and, sand. and just, and it's just gone. Dump them in the river. Because that really is the feeling you have. You feel like all your life you feel like you're actually building something and you kind of are but it is as temporal as those sand paintings because that training grant website that we worked so hard on it was outdated in two years you know all of the things that you did in the end i feel like it really was just for the furtherance of the community at that moment in time and nothing stays and the next wave comes and you can't you can't dwell on the fact that it wasn't permanent. Yeah. And and because of that, it's given my whole turn of mind during this time into a different place of what did I expect to have happened? That anything would that I did was permanent? Nothing will be permanent, right. you know. So it's it was a good reminder. Yeah. And because, <laughs> uh, so Gary, you know, I, we've been following your retirement playlist. Right. But we recognize that there is a singular lack of Richard Thompson. Oh. And so I am going to um, was challenge there, you. Was there any Richard Thompson on? There was no Richard Thompson on that. On the retirement On the retirement playlist. Oh. And Gary was the one who, uh, Gary and Cindy. This will be good for Gary. Yeah. This challenge will be great for Gary. He'll love this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So Gary and Cindy, both in concert, right. were the ones who brought Richard Thompson to my passionate attention. Yes. And, uh, and I went to Richard Thompson concerts with Gary uh, that we were just literally mouth agape yeah. uh, uh, just and so excited to yeah. watch so um, so since our evening was so full of Richard Thompson we had to have Richard Thompson but did you lay down the challenge for Gary to, for him to find a Richard Thompson song that would speak to retirement yes okay. I, I didn't lay it down but I think I think now you have. Yes. We have thrown down the gauntlet, Gary. Yes. yes. So we challenge you to come up with a retirement song by Richard Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's good. That's good. I like it. 
But in the meantime, in the we're meantime. gonna we're gonna play two of the songs that we were playing last night, and you know the tear stained letter could be sort of a wave goodbye to work. You know, yeah, if you want to like good. the chorus. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, how we'll wave goodbye to you three people out there this week. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. And the other, and the other first song that we're gonna play, you gotta. There's some he does. Richard Thompson does things with music that I've never heard anybody else do. And it has to do with the intervals between the notes, uh, you know, the chord structures. He just, he seems to make up these chords that just have a, a very unique kind of voice to them. And so, and that, this first song, he does, musically, it's just one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. Because it doesn't sound like anything else I've ever heard. Yeah, I that's don't the have, way I feel. There's no corollary sound to this particular movement of this music. Or even the mood that it I mean, creates I know, That's in what you. I mean. Because, and then the, the, the lyrics are just, you know, it's all of a piece. But it is very interesting, like a tone poem or something. Yeah, like and especially when I first heard it, I, I hadn't even heard some of those expressions. Yeah. Like, um, uh, Dutch Courage, I'd never heard that expression. I'd heard Blue Murder, but I, I don't think that um, I have heard it often. So I was thinking how interesting the expressions even were that he was using yeah. in the song. Yeah. But, but it's so haunting. And uh, anyway, Gary, come up with some Richard Thompson songs that you think re- represent retirement. And, oh, you know, more than one. Wow. Well, wow. you know, at least two. Okay. All right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Take it away, Richard Thompson. If that was a goodbye kiss Seems a habit too good to miss Once more for the memory Hit the heights too well time to leave it there would be a crime seems more like beginning to me at least we tried to the biggest bite at least we did it right Sends old shivers over my skin 
won't let go It's got some kind of a mind of its own I can't break out and I can't break it At least we lived To get our luck to rush At least we loved too much Down in a tissue, I ain't 
Thanks very much. Thank you.